Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Theo Keeps Talking podcast, where you may laugh or you may learn, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. My name is Theo. How are you all doing? I feel good posting for the second week in a row. I have a good set of ideas lined up, and I'm going on vacation this weekend. I'm going to play a little golf. Of course, still socially distanced, you know, mask on. Uh, just to get a change of scenery, you know, when you're in your house practically all the time, sometimes you got to switch it up, you know, just get, just be a little outside a little more often. Um, but yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, at the top of the podcast, let's get into what I've been watching and listening to lately. Um, I have my top five songs on re on repeat right now. Um, Number five, Whip Appeal by Babyface. Oh, classic. I, I mean, I've been listening to it almost nonstop. That's definitely the shower song. Like, oh, speaker on, world out, you know. Um, next song, the, I would say four, The Need to Know uh, by Wale featuring SZA. Really good track. I'm loving it right now. Um, third song, Caught Up by Maja Jordan featuring Khalid. Oof, really, really good vibes on that track. The second song, actually, my friend put me on this one, and so did TikTok in a way. Um, number two, the Party Girl remix by Stay Solid Rocky featuring Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, it's so enjoyable. Um, Lil Uzi is a feature, just he blends right in. And number one, I mean, if you listen to the last one, this is no surprise. Hallucin hallucinations by division i'm still listening to september 5th i've listened to it literally every day since september 4th and hallucinations is just such a good song um on top of that i've been um listening to some pod some other podcasts lately one of them is three and out which is like a sports football podcast featuring my future cousin-in-law ryan shadel um and on top of that i've been constantly listening to the thinking basketball podcast by ben taylor i'm a huge basketball guy and he does film breakdowns on youtube and twitter and he has these higher level historical basketball discussions on his podcast and like concepts of blending in new players into certain offenses and things like that and I'm I love it. Uh, I've been tuning in literally any time that I have free time. I'm listening to it. if I'm driving, if I'm taking a break from studying or whatever it may be. I'm listening to that podcast almost nonstop. So those are my updates for the week. And actually, now that I think about it, as a last minute update, there's definitely one more uh, guy I want to shout out at the top of my head the it's off of tiktok the guy's name is jason rodello and he does like these motivational messages and like choreography and they're amazing uh <laughs> like the one that i really like is he's like hey don't for don't uh forget to try new things all because your inexperience doesn't make you unqualified and i'm like wow such good messaging and then like of course he throws the choreography in in the back it's just such a good video, you know. I love that right now. So, 
getting to the topic at hand, uh, the title of this is Voting in the Concept of Support. And it, it kind of came to mind because the vice president debate was last night and I didn't really like watch it. I was like studying for the CPA exam, but voting registration deadlines are approaching and some have passed in a good number of states. And I wanted to provide a little bit of my insight into how important voting is and then branch off into the broad topic of support and its many facets that apply to a wide range of decisions that get made. So getting into voting, I think it's unbelievably important to do so. Super, super important. Because it's never just who wins the presidency. It defines your local representatives, who represents you in Congress, what gets funded and fixed in your area, and shapes the community that you live in. The first time I was able to vote in 2016, I thought back then that our candidates were a mess. And like I said, I watched the like the main presidential debate and I, a mess doesn't even begin to describe what I saw. My freshman year, uh, Bernie Sanders held a rally on our campus, which was crazy the amount of turnout just to be a part of something happening on campus. But one of the things that I didn't notice until a little too late was that I wasn't registered to vote in the Pennsylvania primaries because I'm a Maryland resident. And so many other students were residents of other states, Maryland, Jersey, uh, some from Florida, Texas, and they weren't thinking that they would need to request absentee balance until October, November, you know? Um, like, even though I was in Philly, it's not like I could help any one candidate win or get a lead if I wanted to because I wasn't registered and I wasn't even aware that I needed to have a primary voting registration at that time. My next point, and this is more in the historical context on why you should vote, my next point is how hard America has historically fought against as many people voting as humanly possible. At the onset of America, there was only one kind of person who could vote, white men, pretty straightforward. With the women's suffrage movement to fight for their right to vote, white women could vote with the passage of the 19th Amendment in 1920, which is only 100 years ago. To give some scale, you know what else is 100 years old? Ford. <laughs> like the Model T car was made before women could vote, which is insane to me. So it's really important that with that movement, the effort those people put in historically, that we express our like American right to vote, you know? And of course, the remaining elephant in the room here is how long black Americans and other Americans of color were withheld from the ability to vote. The Voting Rights Act was passed in 1965, preventing voting discrimination by race. However, what I remembered when prepping for this podcast was that the Constitutional Amendment, the 15th Amendment, preventing male citizens the right to vote based on race and color was ratified in 1870. So why is there why is it that there are 95 years in between the two? And 
that's because the reconstruction south slash the jim crow south instilled discriminatory countermeasures to black voters such as poll taxes poll taxes charged payment to black voters which obviously is unjust and doesn't currently exist another aspect were literacy tests which were also biased because free slaves weren't taught how to read when they were enslaved and their children would likewise be behind so it was evident that there were racist vote racist voting rights practices but it took 95 years to make those practices illegal another 100 year gap that we can mention you know and we also can't pretend like this was a south exclusive problem right California has a demonstrated history of discrimination against Asian populations. Connecticut upheld school segregation in 1935. Massachusetts was the state that came up with the term Jim Crow laws, and the list keeps going on. So, and one of the bigger things that I've noticed was that some of my friends who are international or internationally born who aren't citizens of the united states but they've been here for a considerable amount of time pay taxes to the u.s government but they're not allowed to vote imagine like they would love to right they would love to be able to contribute especially since they are literally funding things in our area through their income taxes right but they don't have the opportunity to vote since they aren't u.s citizens but they, i mean they work alongside us go to class with us and things like that so you should absolutely exercise your right to vote whenever you can. So vote. This country has tried to limit who does through as many means possible. And I'll, I guess I'll assign you some homework and say, watch the Netflix documentary 13th, if you haven't already. That tells you so much of what you need to know about how post-slavery, like post the legality of slavery and of the abolishment of slavery, how the American government has still tried to work the suppression of minority voters in legally into the country. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's talk about the concept of voting as it relates to support. I think about this in a super nitpicky fashion. When you vote for someone or something, that means whatever you don't like about them does not outweigh them getting your support. I think about it just like that. So let's say Timmy Turner was running for president and you said to yourself, well, I don't really like how selfish he can be sometimes. And I think that it's an unfair advantage that he has two very godparents. And I'm not really a fan of the color pink. But I do like his views on education and having fun. Timmy will never know that you think that unless you tell him, right? Like He'll never know that. If it's in your head and you don't get to say it to his face or in an email, he'll never know that, right? The higher up on the food chain someone is from someone individually receiving your support, they less the less they know about your individual reasoning your vote doesn't come with a well i hope you change this about yourself it doesn't come with an asterisk you just fill in the circle and then that counts as one vote right kind of electoral college and blah blah blah, blah. but 
it's one it's a vote it doesn't come with the uh can you remove the onions please can you remove the controversial thing i don't like please it's just a vote right whatever reservations you have someone who's running for the most powerful position in america will never hear them it's either you vote for them or you don't vote for them it's it's completely binary to them you can yeah but i don't like this and yeah i don't like that it's many things in your day-to-day life but when you vote for the president once every four years you're not getting you're not able to say can you do uh oat milk instead of two percent dairy versus you know you can't do that when you're voting they won't get your feedback because it's so linear to them it's did you vote for me yes or no they'll never hear the however you feel in your heart right Another dimension I wanted to discuss was monetary support. And I'll be discussing this as kind of a blossoming of the topic of canceled culture and the boycotting of things. To start, I do believe that boycotts are one of the most effective ways to get companies to change. And especially big companies, you have to hit big companies in the pocket. In the pockets, it's all about the cash. That's all they care about at the end of the day is money. Your Twitter DMs as a company could be in absolute shambles, but as long as your net income is looking good, what is that what does that really matter to a CFO, to an investor, to someone on the board? It doesn't. And on the other side of that coin is the concept of monetary support. Just like voting, what good is it to out out loud say, yeah, I don't like that. Sally's Lemonade Stand uses genetically modified lemons, but you still buy from them every single day, right? To a business, you can say whatever you want, but as long as your money hits their pockets, what difference does your feedback really mean, right? And here's some notable, uh, I guess, boycott efforts and um, I guess we're canceling these brands. See, just off the top of my head, um, H&M had this shirt. I think it said just monkeying around and like this one little black child was wearing it. And I mean, Twitter was on fire about it. But I mean, now, does anyone really care? Did someone really did enough people really stop shopping at H&M? I wouldn't think so. Right. Gucci had this like minstrel show looking shirt thing with like the really big lips, which is you know, obviously absurdly wrong. But just like every other company when they offend people, all they had to do was apologize and wait a few months and everything's back to normal, right? I mean, I don't buy Gucci, but I never bought Gucci anyway, so it's not like it mattered. But think about the demographic that they affected versus the demographic that actually routinely buys their stuff. Black Americans, like myself, they I mean, you, you like your flashy things and a lot of people emulate you know, rappers and higher end brands. And they so a lot of people like designer clothes, but you have to understand that the brand name and the logo free stuff that the affluent people wear are also from these luxury brands. You know what I mean? Like there, there's this one picture I saw. It was um, Ben Affleck was wearing like a, it looked like a plain white t-shirt, a black leather jacket, some jeans and some shoes, but his entire outfit 
was over a thousand dollars worth, you know, because it was all name brands, but it didn't have any logos on it. And you have to understand that there are other people who buy from these brands that aren't just the demographic you're from, right? The for, So for Gucci, I mean, their bottom line didn't implode whatsoever because realistically, they just waited the outrage out. People have to move on eventually, right? They, they literally just waited it out. And now they're fine, more or less, right? There was a really big outrage, I remember, over the Pepsi... Kendall Jenner police brutality, how she saved the world with that can of Pepsi, you know, and I mean, <laughs> if you really think about it, there, Pepsi wasn't in any danger. Was it funny to make fun of? Absolutely. Was it tone deaf? Absolutely. But what what pe- what does Pepsi have to lose, right? Pepsi set Michael Jackson on fire one time and they're still okay. Like that's the worst thing that could happen right? Like they literally that happened in a commercial or like the halftime thing, whatever happened. But Pepsi owns Canada Dry ginger ale. That's going to be here forever. That's like medicine for 90% of all ethnic households. Um, PepsiCo owns Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, Lay's. I'm pretty sure they own Gatorade, if I'm not mistaken. And they have partnerships with Starbucks. I mean, they, they'll be okay. They ju- just wait it out. They're such a big company. There's so many avenues you have to look at. If someone's like, yeah, I'm going to boycott Pepsi, but still go to Starbucks every day, I'm pretty sure you just failed. If you're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to boycott Pepsi, but still eat Taco Bell, you just failed. You know what I mean? Your Baja Blast is made by PepsiCo, you know? And... That's why monetary support does actually mean a lot, you know? To wrap this up, you have to be thorough when you're unhappy with something. There's there's this accounting concept that I've drilled into my head. It's called independence. And the point is to be independent in both fact and appearance. This basically means that if you're working on a company as like a consultant, advisor, auditor, etc., that you can't be financially invested in the company or look like you'll be biased to treat them better than other companies. So let's say I'm auditing Tesla. I can't have Tesla stock or go on consistent golf trips with Elon Musk, right? The stock is the independence in material in like fact, like ha- I have stock in a company I'm about to audit. That's not going to go well. Or in, in appearance, independence in appearance, I'm going on golf trips with Elon Musk. That's That doesn't look good, you know? Same thing with Sally's Lemonade Stand, right? I can't be invested in the, bill is, in the business or have Sally be my little cousin. It doesn't look to be independent. It doesn't look to be fair. The appearance of being independent is just as crucial as the fact of being materially independent, right? The same thing should apply to things you disagree with, right? Being anti-Timmy Turner around your friends and still voting for Timmy Turner doesn't do anything. Hating Pink but still voting for him doesn't move the needle for presidential candidate Timmy, you know? he like He's still going to like receive your vote all the same no matter how little you may like him, right? The same thing should apply to businesses you find disagreeable the same thing should apply to music artists you find disagreeable all the same right if uh 
rapper or singer whomever does something disagreeable and you don't like that that means you should consider to stop giving them your money by listening to them right you're you stream a song that's them earning money right like i'm never ever 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 listening to r kelly ever again i don't care how many like black weddings i'm gonna end up at if if step in the name of love comes on i am leaving right like i i'm out of there there's no like no way right it's not happening right but there's others that i also wouldn't listen to but that's beyond the necessary point right be deliberate with your emotions and your moral compass by not supporting things that disagree with you be be very very steady so this was a much like this is like a briefer episode because you know i'm about to go on vacation but i definitely wanted to just get this part out there like hey voting is very important understand what it means to support something someone a brand a company whomever right so that definitely will conclude my input for today um for reference i voted earlier this week uh we did the my family and i did the um, mail-in voting there's like a secure drop box that was like two minutes from my house so i just dropped it in there it seemed pretty secure i mean i felt pretty comfortable doing it um so i hope it goes well you know um but i hope that you all have a good week weekend whenever you all are listening i really really hope that the lakers win the nba finals because the nfl slash fantasy football season for me is a complete disaster uh, the misery of being a family associated is really peaking these days. Like I'm really going through it and my fantasy team, just like the Cowboys is one in three and I'm staring down the barrel of one in four because I'm playing the first place team uh, this week. So it's not looking good, but uh, I hope to post again next week and uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you all have a good week and weekend. Like I said, um, stay safe, you know, mask on, cover your nose, uh, and I hope and thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you guys next time.